Hi, this is Apostle Terry. I'm the founder and president of Bridge Ministry International. I've been in ministry now for the last 30 years, and uh, my good friends here at Faith Alive, uh, Pastor Brent and the team, have asked me to participate in their vlogs to just uh, bring awareness to some of the issues that uh, men face and uh, what are some of the answers or some of the solutions. And uh, this morning when I woke, I woke with a particular portion of scripture that I felt uh, the Lord had put on my heart. And I'll read it to you from the Amplified Version first. And this is Ezekiel chapter 20, uh, 22 and verse 30. It says, I search for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me, the sake of the land that I would not destroy it. But I found no one, not even one. So I guess today, even as I speak to you from the topic or from the perspective of what can you do as a man? Now, I know we're living in some very, very interesting times where uh, for sure men are starting to feel the pressure, um, you know, where most of society is trying to equalize things and, you know, obviously workspaces and other, other areas now are being, you know, filled by lots of women. But outside of that, you know, this portion of Scripture in the King James Version says, this is God speaking to the prophet Ezekiel. It says, I sought for a man. And I just want to address that. What, what constitutes a man? Are you a man because you can make babies? Are you a man because you can, you know, sleep around? Are you a man because, you know, you uh, are married to a female? Uh, what is a man? Uh, my opinion or my perspective of a man is always going to be a biblical man. A biblical man is one who protects, is one who provides, and is one who has the potential to bring his children or his posterity up higher and provide for them a legacy. You know, today we're faced with so many challenges in the hour as men. Not only we facing, you know, like I said, work uh, issues and financial issues. But, you know, I was just sharing with Pastor Brent a couple of weeks ago. I read an article from a very well-known uh, clinical psychologist, not a Christian, uh, an unbelieving man, who was uh, ringing the bell for the American uh, nation, the, the nation of the USA, and he was saying that, yes, they have all these uh, different uh, alarm bells going off, you know, when it comes to opioid overdoses and uh, cocaine and heroin and all these hard drugs that are hitting their streets. But he said silently behind all that is another pandemic that is happening at an alarming rate. And he called it the pandemic of pornography. He said that this pandemic, uh, the reason he found or reasons he found that it is spreading on such a large scale is number one, that people today, unlike, you know, 50 years ago or 40 years ago, whatever, um, they did not have uh, unlimited access 
like on the internet uh, to pornography. Back then, 50 years ago, you'd have to go into a store or you'd have to order online or order in the mail uh, a porno pornographic magazine or any material on pornography. But today, he was saying that he named three A's. He said, the problem they are facing in their industry or in their, in their vocation is that uh, it's so hard to stop it because uh, men have so much access, not just men, females as well, but today for this broadcast and for the vlog, we're, we're specifically talking about some of the challenges men face, is the unlimited access to pornographic material on, uh, on the internet. He went on to talk a little bit about that and how, you know, back 50 years ago, 40 years ago, uh, you know, you had to go into a store and people had, a, there was a certain um, shame attached to that or a certain sensitivity. If people saw you walking into a certain store and saw you at a particular uh, stand in the store, uh, they frowned upon you and they looked down upon you. So that was done very hush-hush. So now with the advent of the internet, he was saying that, men or anybody that's caught in the grip of this pandemic of pornography is now having unlimited access. He also went on to say the second A was the fact that they had, uh, you know, anonymity. Uh, the thing is, you on you in this virtual world, unlike going up to a store that sold some of these magazines, where you ran the risk of maybe your neighbor showing up in the same store where you are and saw you buying it. Online, you don't have that. You can go online as many times as you want and you don't run the risk of bumping into anybody that you know or somebody that stays next door to you or somebody that will report you. So you were saying that that is another, you know, chink for them that makes it harder for them to address, you know, uh, hitting this pandemic off is the fact that not only do they have access, as much access as they want, they also have anonymity, which makes them more braver, if you would, gives them more courage to go on uh, because they know they're not going to be found out. And then lastly, he was talking about uh, availability, meaning that uh, they've made it so so inexpensive and so cost efficient that you know all just about everybody has access to internet today. So you don't need a whole lot of money. Whereas back in the day when it was strictly you know put out or in magazines, it was very costly. You you know you had to save up a bit of money to to buy one of those magazines, and you treasured that magazine because you paid so much for it. But now, you know, just with your telephone subscription for the month, your email subscription, you can access and go online. And for the same cost, you can have this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And he was saying how that this affects uh, the brain and how uh, some of his clients or some of his patients that he's, he's dealing with their brains have been so altered that they're, they're, they, don't, they don't think, you know, like normal people. Now their perspective on 
you know, something as sacred as sex between a man and a woman or a husband and a wife has become so distorted by what they've been viewing on the internet during their, you know, their times that they tune in to the internet and they get on those sites and those uh, porn sites, their, their perspective now has become one that they believe that that is a reality when that really is just a figment of, you know, something more darker. And then he was going on to say that it has also now found itself affecting marriages and homes because those same, those same uh, uh, patients that he's been dealing with and counseling, uh, they are now wanting to practice all that in their bedroom where it should be sacred and, you know, their wives should be treated in a respectful manner uh, and the sex and intercourse and intimacy that they have should be treated with the greatest of, uh, uh, you know, utmost decency and uh, look at it as God would want them to look at. Now we have young men that are so bound up, uh, that are so caught up in this that they don't know how to get out of it. And so, you know, part of me, I'm so happy to find out that there's a, uh, a move here in this church. Pastor Brent and I have felt a real strong sense to be able to do something to help some of these young men who have been caught up in this because as they get older and as they find a life partner, if they don't get the help, they're going to now take this into their marriage and then that marriage will start to suffer silently until it finally comes apart. So I know that there's help for uh, our young men out there that are facing these kind of challenges, relationship challenges. And oftentimes with these kind of uh, relationship challenges, it is also a, a uh, it is something that they grew up with and now they are now, you know, graduating from adolescent to young adult to, to full adult and they haven't got the help that they needed and so they end up with, with serious marriage problems. And uh, when we have marriage problems, we end up with divorces. When we have divorces, we end up with broken homes. Uh, and so as homes and families start to break up, so does society start to break up. And the values and the place and the space for developing and nurturing those values which, you know, were founded in the Bible, our homes have now been torn apart and bit by bit it becomes a big problem of the society. And, uh, you know, our governments aren't doing enough also to, you know, make sure that those spaces, because they're the ones that pass all these laws that legalize all this stuff, uh, I just want to say today as I conclude, there is help uh, for you young men or any man uh, that has that kind of problem that you're facing. 
that kind of issue. I know that there's help in the Word of God. There's help through friends who have had issues in this area. Uh, and I know this broadcast, this vlog that you're watching or going to watch, uh, I'm sure they're going to provide you with some information. Uh, you can call this church or any church should be able to give you the kind of help you need. So I trust that, uh, you know, my little bit of time I've had with you. Remember, God is looking for a man. He's looking for a godly man. Uh, there's a need for men to stand up and be counted, true men. You're not a man because you can make a child. You're not a man because you can lay down with, uh, uh, you know, some women and, you know, make her pregnant. Uh, test tubes make babies. That doesn't mean a test tube is a man. So you're a man because you firstly are able to provide, you're able to protect, and you're able to care for your posterity. So I want to conclude with that. Remember, you can get help. You don't have to continue to be a slave to a hidden captive or captor.